Hello everyone, and welcome once again to the Red Dwarf intro cast. We are back after a short hiatus and ready to talk about Red Dwarf, episode by episode. Uh, this week we're going to look at Season 3, Episode 1, Backwards. My name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. I'm Lua. And, I- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan! Hello! Hi, Jonathan! Uh, so if you happen to be new to the show, uh, you know you know the format. Uh, pretty much Angela and I are the newbies. We have never seen any Red Dwarf except for now we're on Season 3, Episode 1. We're going episode by episode. Shane and Paul are old pros. Jonathan, uh, are you, have you seen the whole series? Uh, yeah, yeah. I started watching it. Um, if my mum's to be believed in the late 80s with her. So. Aww. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, Jonathan, where else might we hear you on the interwebs? Oh, on the interwebs. Well, I'm mainly over at uh, Ganymede and Titan, uh, www.ganymede.tv. And at the moment, we're fully embroiled in the new series. And um, we have podcasts as well. Basically, Jonathan's here to serve us as well, because we we called ourselves Ganymede and Titan at the beginning (laughs) until we changed it. But y'all yes, were very nice again, about that. They were so nice about it. That was we were just totally ignorant of well, it. And, I'll tell and, you uh, why. Is because <laughs> you having that name would have been worse for you than it would have been for us. Because oh yeah. The, there's there's I'm some sure. people that don't particularly like us in, in the the Red Dwarf you know fan community. GNT is quite outspoken, or it has been, and there's this perception. And if anyone had seen it, Ganymede and Titan, I thought oh, I won't give that a chance. It's those. Uh, those idiots. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. yes, but yeah. As, as as soon as we found out, we uh, we we switched it out just as quick as we could, and and you know we we're very glad that y'all are so understanding about it all. Oh, no. Um, so yes, no, so it was great. Y'all are the ori- the originals, <laughs> the real Ganymede and Titan. Yeah, and of course, Anne and I can't listen to your show because we would get spoiled all to all to Ganymede. No, that's so. true. Yeah, it's um, we can listen but maybe next one of these year? days. Yes, after we get caught up in the distant, distant future. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Well, there's we ten years finally... of content on the site to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll like you know send something on season two. It's like you're wrong. How dare you? You'll be like, what? We did that like five years ago. Um, well, so to get started, this episode, uh, this episode had a new intro. Uh, and uh, there was a huge Star Wars-type scroll running at light speed in true Star Wars fashion. And, Paul, I think you have volunteered to read out uh, what's going on there. I, I yeah. Um, oh, it, well, let's see. I guess first, first, let's see. Shane, if you want to read the episode uh, recap, and then Paul can do that. Yeah. Of course. <clears throat> As Lister and Rimmer... As Rimmer is taking Crichton for a driving lesson in Starburg, they find themselves being whisked away through a time hole and end up on Earth, where time is running backwards. Cool. And the scroll. And the, and the scroll, which I've just accidentally clicked off on my screen. <laughs> there we go, here we go. But, all right. All right, which, this explains a lot of stuff, which... Which I tried to tell you last week, but I couldn't. Um, Red Dwarf 3, the saga continuums, the story so far. Three million years into the future, Dave Lister, the last human being alive, discovers he is pregnant with a, after a liaison with his female self in a parallel universe. His pregnancy concludes with the successful delivery of twin boys, Jim and Baxley. 
However, because they were conceived in another universe with different physical laws, they suffer from highly accelerated growth rates and are 18 years old within three days of being born. In order to save lives, Lister returns them to the universe of their origin, where they are reunited with their father, in brackets, a woman, and are able to live comparat uh, comparatively normal lives. Well, as normal as can be if you've been born in a parallel universe and your father's a woman and your mother's a man and you're 18 years old after three days. Shortly afterwards, Crichton, the service mechanoid who had left the ship after being rescued from his crash vessel, the Nova 5, is found in pieces after his space bike crash lands onto an asteroid. I said that wrong. Lister rebuilds the Noid but is unable to recapture his fallen personality. Meanwhile... Holly, the increasingly erratic Red Dwarf computer, performs a sex head, uh, a head sex change operation on himself. He bases his new face on Hilly, a female computer with whom he'd once fallen madly in love. And now the saga continues. Hmm. Yeah. Saga does a hand wave to end all hand waves. <laughs> and I know that you guys can't tell us this, and even mentioning it is spoilery. But if we have really seen the last of the old Holly, Norman Lovett, I am going to be very upset because I liked him a lot. Mm -hmm. He was consistently one of my favorite parts of the show. And although I will give credit, uh, the, the Hilly, this, she did an excellent job of kept capturing the mannerisms and whatnot. And it was, but if, I, if they've just gotten rid of Holly so unceremoniously, I'm going to be very upset. So, and I know you can't respond to that, and that's that's okay. But I just had to get that out there. Yep. If it helps, it wasn't a um, a, a story reason why they got rid of Norman Lovett. It was uh, work scheduling issues. So it was like one of those okay. unavoidable things. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll come back. I hope so. Um, <laughs> so, at first, Angela and I were kind of worried. We thought that we had stumbled onto the remastered version instead of the original. Once we yeah. saw the new. That they have gotten rid of the, the slow, uh, outside shot of, uh, yeah, and now it's it's a montage. It looks kind of like Alf or your classic <laughs> sitcom opening, which may in fact fit the tone of this show better. I w uh, I was expecting like all of the characters to be doing something and then turn to the camera as their name comes up on the opening credits and smile at the <laughs> audience. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> That would be great. So, but yeah, as far as we can tell, we were still on the classic. They've just changed everything. Mm. Okay, I've um, got to say it. I've been holding it in, and I've got to say it. This episode sucks! No. What? What? It's <laughs> the worst thing ever! Ever, ever, ever. I'm and, leaving and... the podcast. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> 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 my goodbye. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's because no. you're American. You don't get it. That's that's that. Oh, oh, bullcrap! Bullcrap! Really? What? What <laughs> is that? What? Don't. What? How can you think this is horrible? It's amazing. Don't play the American card. No, I will play the American no, because card. Because I watch British TV and I watch good American right. TV. I have good taste. Okay, I held you it like in Firefly. throughout that's all of series one. Oh, oh shut up about Firefly. I've read it in. I've held it in through all of series one because I was like, okay, you know, it, it's the first season. They they don't know what they're getting into. They're throwing all the ideas on the wall, 
And it so, was finding you know, its stride. Yeah, yeah. And we can handle friends in space, whatever. It's fine. Series two, I loved most of those episodes. I'm like, yes, they're finally getting into it. Beginning of series three now, they're like, okay, all of these things that have been making the show great, ah, those are crap. Let's get rid of them. Let's just go with the gimmick. The gimmick is what yeah. people want. And let's take out everything about the character. Let's take out pathos. Let's take out most of the interactions between Rimmer and Lister. And let's just <laughs> go with, ah, funny people walking backwards. We can reverse the film. It's hilarious. It looks like people are vomiting up food. That's so funny. Let's just go with that. <laughs> But how do you really feel about it? <laughs> yes. I feel so much better now. <laughs> before we before we even start on backwards, um, do you want to, uh, do you want to quickly talk about uh, Dad? The vision on a starting episode. See, we have no idea uh, yeah. what that is. So, we'll leave that to so yeah, so let's let's get a background. Where were they going, and and why did they replace it with this? Well, basically, what happened okay. was all the stuff that happened in that scroll. Do you know that scroll that I just read? That was right. what what was meant to be dad. I I, th I think anyway. Am I right, Jonathan? Um, to some extent, I think the, the the Crichton stuff and the Hilly stuff. That's just explaining away cast changes. But yeah, the the um, giving birth to Jim Bexley that was meant to be shown in Dad. I think you should be very thankful that episode didn't get made. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to see that episode. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you want to see a man give birth to twins, but you don't like people going backwards. Fine. They could have shown that <laughs> off screen. But, you know, the, the okay. rate of the kids growing up very, very quickly, and that would have been funny. And, you know, them reacting to, oh, wait, these kids are growing up a lot, very I fast. And, you know, talking about responsibility and fatherhood. And then finally Lister wanting these children, <laughs> but realizing he has to give them away could have been a touching moment. And, okay, I'm going to stop ranting. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm really enjoying these runs. You know how wrong you are. <laughs> Uh, a couple of quick things right. to know about Dad. Uh, number one, Crichton was um, in the, already in the script. Uh, number mm -hmm. two, Lister only gave birth to one child. Mm -hmm. And n number three, he was going to name his child Barry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, nice. Um, well, that would be stupid, then. Yeah, be Lister, Blister. Ah, nice. Well, they've well, got Bexley, haven't they? Be listed. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, what I'm wondering is... I'm sorry, I interrupted. What was that? No, it was me going... <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, in the context of what they actually showed, though, so, in Future Echoes... When Lister saw his future self with the two children, was that all two seconds of life from the episode that we didn't see, or do we get another uh, set of kids in another future? So, again, I know you can't really answer that, but... So now we're left with, you know, do we have two possible alternate future timelines that were depicted? Um, it's getting very confusing in terms of timeline continuity. Uh, very wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Oh, I'm glad you said wibbly-wobbly, because that's a lot of the dialogue in this film. 
in this in this episode actually. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this episode itself, uh, sadly, what might have been, who knows. But... <laughs> All right. So the first thing I noticed, I couldn't figure out if Cat and uh, Lister were rooming together now, or if that was just like they were hanging out to watch the Flintstones. They were just hanging out. Um. Okay. And I liked the Flintstone conversation. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that was the One best good thing, thing about this episode. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think one good thing about this episode, uh, overall, at least for Angela and I, uh, and me, were um, I really think Cat has found his stride. I think Cat, sort of what we saw him working toward in the second season, his interaction now, it makes more sense. His, I don't care about anything or anything but me, and the comic relief thing, uh, it, it's fitting better. Uh, they've toned it down a bit, and I, I'm liking Cat much more. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I noticed that um, in the Flintstones conversation, he, was, uh, he wasn't he was screeching every single line that just got on right. my nerves at the beginning. I was like, okay, this is great. But sadly, the rest of the episode didn't. But Flintstone's conversation is awesome. Loved it. Yes. And then we get to see Crichton, uh, but it's not Crichton. It is. Um, it is Crichton. <laughs> not Crichton. Well, to Angela and I, it wasn't. It wasn't Crichton. See, the Crichton we saw, I kind of thought would be really funny to have the slightly, you know, the uh, somewhat um, rebellious Mr. Over- Belvedere. Yes, yes, yeah, but... and just sort of the overly attentive and, and rather foppish uh, mannerisms I thought was was hilarious, uh, but that, that Crichton is now gone. Do you like the and new Crichton? And we instead get a... No. No? Not what? so far. And again, maybe it's because we're not used to him and we were expecting something else. Yeah. Um, maybe given time we'll figure out how new Crichton is supposed to work, but... In terms of personality, it's not he's not nearly as strong, I, I don't think. Uh, he he seems to be more of there to be a computer gag than to actually be a character. Yep. Um, and again, that's first impression. Maybe over time, that changes. I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> it's weird. It's um, such a different perspective on this series. I've just ne- ne- never, ever experienced before this, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> the shock of moving from series two to series three, um, well, and I know large. I know a lot of folks, a lot of folks watched it out of order to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just catching what so, was on so TV. Exactly right, and so maybe maybe that's the difference there. Maybe it's and maybe seeing the season two episode one Crichton was the dis- now Paul is that why you hated season two episode one so yes. much? Because it wasn't your Crichton. Mm-hmm. The mystery has been solved. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, right. To be fair, the very first time I watched it, I didn't think nothing of him. It was a good episode. It was. A, it's a generally good episode. But going back after seeing the whole thing, after seeing all the series and stuff like that, you go back and see that episode again, and he's like, "What a load of feet." <laughs> I still think <laughs> David Ross was good. He's just very different. Mm. But um, mm-hmm. I still enjoy. Uh, his portrayal as Crichton, I think, I think it's very, very funny. I like him I better in his other role. Uh, <laughs> I think there's probably more things that are coming up 
that would justify people liking this Crichton. Because right now, it's just, oh, he's sort of scared of things. And he can yeah. use computery logic, and sometimes he goes into max headroom mode. And he's a bad driver. Oh, the max headroom thing. That was annoying. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but, you know, even comparing it, well, as we do, let's compare this to something else. So, Star Trek, um, you know, Data, and Data in Star Trek Next Generation was became one of the, the most beloved characters on the show. And goodness, in the movies, they might as well have done away with half the, the cast because show. they just focused on him. Um, so, but if you go back and watch the very early episodes, it's like, I'm a computer, I don't know how human emotions work, and I can't whistle. And it's like, okay, sort of a one-note thing going on here. It took them time to find out who Data was and why his conflict was important. So maybe it's going to be the same with Crichton. I think with this... I felt like in... Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was just saying, I think with this series, it's very much almost all departments starting from from afresh. Because oh, there has been two series, and they, you know they've been building up and everything, but but as soon as series three comes along, you've got two new cast members for previously inhabited roles. There's um, a whole new, you know, like production staff, set designer, costumes. Every, everyone's yeah. pretty much starting from scratch, and um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it would be fair to say that things do settle quite quickly from this point. Okay. Mm. okay. I just hope it doesn't settle into sucking. <laughs> I um I it'll give it time. Don't worry too much about um the coming episodes. I think um okay. I'll I'll stick my neck on the line. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> it's okay. just when I saw that in the feedback when people were calling this a fan favorite, I was like, fan favorite? What? That's an interesting <laughs> one. Oh. But we can get to that. I like it. I felt like. I think it's the because... season two episode one, Crichton. I, I, I we knew who he was. Uh-huh. He was a servant with no one to serve. He had gone space crazy with his dead people, and he was trying to find his place on a ship with one guy who doesn't really care about anything and one guy who wants to make him into a slave. And that was okay. That was a neat place to put this this character in. And in this one, he's trying to learn to drive for some reason that's not really addressed, and he's bad at it, and he's a computer. And I felt like he was less developed yeah. as a whole. At this so point. far. Well, you're talking about a character who in the very first time we saw him had three skeletons in wigs. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but you're saying he's underdeveloped because he can't drive a Starbucks. No, uh, no, because just that, that that was his motivation, apparently. I, I don't know what he's trying, what he's working toward, what his goals are, other than to try to learn to drive. Do you um, need yeah. goals in that to learn to drive? I want character direction. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Starbuck as a new ship? The inside oh, yeah, looks kind of like the blue midget. <laughs> <laughs> it looks suspiciously similar, but yeah, it, it looked cool. It was green. Yeah, it was and, fine. I don't know. It was a new ship. It was weird that they <laughs> that they had these ships hanging around apparently and and never really referenced them before. But yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, it's a big ship. They, they just had them. It is storage somewhere. So you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about this. New sets, new clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked some of the new outfits quite a lot, and some I thought were maybe a step backward. Oh, interesting. I miss Rimmer's khaki uniform. 
Khaki. Oh, God. I liked it. <laughs> it was khaki. Rimmer's uniform this series is not a high point, it has to be said. <laughs> the bizarre hat. Can you say Captain Scarlet? Or Captain Emerald, I should say? Captain Emerald. It's Trab. I like the khaki uniform with the multicolored pens. That was that, that was awesome. I do like the, but, the sort of subtext that they've they've finally realised that they're no longer with the company. They don't have to wear uniforms, and they've all, they've, they've both kind of settled into their into a new sort of style. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe with some tips from the cat. Yeah, and uh, Lister's outfit I, I liked quite a lot. Um, I thought it looked a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Cat's outfit seemed a little less fabulous, and I sort of had gotten used to his outlandish fashion sense, and he's slightly more practical now, and I'm not sure that I like that. <laughs> Might be his ex- um, e- expedition clothing. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> and then, also, uh, is is Rimmer still a hologram? Because... Um, he apparently can go anywhere. And now, was that antenna that he was wearing? Was that uh, a, a portable hollow projector? Because how was he in 20th century London as a hologram and without having a hollow cage, which we established he needed back in season two? Mm-hmm. It was a parallel universe. Maybe that universe didn't need any other. <laughs> I think. Or maybe he just hadn't holophated yet. <laughs> Answers on the postcards, please, too. <laughs> <laughs> Write your answer on the back of a $20 bill. Send it to... Uh, all right. All right, let's see. The actual episode, then. So, yes, we get the lovely uh, green screen uh, effect of the new ship and new yeah. uniforms. Crichton looks like a Cyberman. Um, he does. Yeah, and I have here, is this the same actor for question marks? And no, it's no. not. Uh, he's and trying to learn crash. to parallel park. Yeah, yeah. How can a hologram be ejected? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we have Holly, or Hilly. not Holly, Hilly, and a time hole. It's weird, really, how... Holly Holly isn't really introduced as the new character just just everything sort of picks up as if it's perfectly normal Um, I think that might be a reason why it might be so jarring to you is that it's not really I mean the text isn't any explanation that's you know that's a cop out really but um, it is strange how the first scene we get with Holly the female Holly is just you know everyday interaction rather than any sort of you know proper introduction Yeah, I mean, we had sort of a tearful goodbye to Holly back in uh, Queeg, yeah. but then that was a gag. So if, you know, if, if they were going to get rid of Holly, <laughs> you figured it would be a... Well, I'm not sure if Shane's got a, this a bigger story lined up, but um, I think it was, it was between Series 2 and 3, and they always operated on a, uh, on a basis that then were never that sure that there was going to be a new series, especially um, yeah. after... Yeah, series two onwards. Every single series was like, "Is this the last one?" And um, when they, when they needed Norman Lovett to 
to come back and agree to his schedule. He was living in Edinburgh and he says, mm. I can't make it for rehearsals. I just want to turn up for the studio days. And everyone said that we can't do that. That's unworkable. And so it was, Aww. it was just, you know, okay, well, you can't do it then. <laughs> we'll get someone else. Yeah. Cause um, his pay well, was cut, wasn't it? Sad. It was, it was something like, yeah, he wanted to not show up for rehearsals mm. and still be on the same pay. Mm. Which is a bit like saying ah. I only want to work two days a week, um, you know, but remain on my same salary. You know, it's, it's mm. slightly ridiculous. Um, so mm. it wasn't it wasn't entertained at all. They were working on a budget. They had to um, they had to go with what they could. Yeah. So it's. Um, I wish yeah. they'd replaced him with Queeg. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been good. <laughs> you know, I I like. I mean, and to be fair, I, I don't like that he's gone. I did not mind her performance, though, and she did a spot-on job of, of copying some of his mannerisms mm-hmm. and, and, and quirks. And yeah, the I think so. that she had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she does, she does do a good job of feeling like being Holly, but also she's very much her own character as well. You know, the, the, she's got her own traits right. and everything. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see. Uh, then they get to the time uh, hole, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. as Doctor Who has taught us, the vast majority of uh, wormholes and time holes that lead you back in time will lead you to London. Yep. Um, <laughs> this was my this was well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. And uh, well, technically, sure. they didn't arrive in London. It was. Not no. Yeah, and filmed in Manchester yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, nice. I have a question. Yes. Hit it. I have a question. Um, they've landed on this planet, right? And mm-hmm. not everything is backwards. So not just time is running backwards, but the signs are backwards. The newspaper isn't backwards. So everything is backwards, as in the reverse of where it should be. So therefore, well, so therefore, well. yeah. <laughs> you so, say everything, but yeah. yeah. So therefore, shouldn't this world be made not of mat- matter but of antimatter? Therefore, the planet should explode. Well, yeah, I guess it would have exploded as soon as uh, as soon as Crichton showed up. Yeah, and the, um, the backwards concept. The way I see it is <laughs> scene by scene. The backwards concept does whatever the writers want it to do in order to make that scene as funny as possible. Uh, yeah, it was very inconsistent. It shows, yeah. yeah. But you end up with a funny I, episode. I, <laughs> I mean, the other no, gags, I guess, worked to some degree. I I stopped trying to to justify the 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 anomaly itself of of the backwards time because yeah, it, it did not match. No at all, and so I just stopped trying. Um, I mean, it would be really hard to have been 100% consistent, but yeah. And we get some, uh, some. oh yeah, uh, special effect there, first seen in Star Trek 4 in 1986, uh, stepping out of the invisible ship. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I should, that was so I should point out that we had a slight m- montage, didn't we, of backwards um, events. Mm-hmm. So the man smoking cigarette is Rob Grant, oh, uh, or unsmoking a cigarette, I should say. 
Right. Considerably and, thinner than he is these days. Yes. Yes. And the person who... his lungs as he's doing so. Yeah. And the person collecting the newspaper from the rubbish bin is production assistant Mike Agnew. Ah. Hmm. He turns up all Very over the place, does cool. that, Luke? <laughs> we mentioned him last season. Mm-hmm. We certainly did, actually. Yeah, we did. He was the guy that walked up with the, um, the plaster cast on his leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, that it was, was it. yes, definitely. Let's see. That. But, yeah, okay, I'm guessing that the reason that everyone thinks this is funny is because of the gimmick, the whole backwards thing. Mm-hmm. It's a big part yeah. of it, I would say. Why is that funny? Very well, I just episode... find it confusing and a bit gross. Right. This episode came out in 19... I want to say 1990. Or maybe 1989. 89 or 90. 89. Well, yeah. nearly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the time, in 89, this was the height of entertainment. Do you know what I'm saying? They didn't have no, I've crap seen like the X-Factor. better X-Factor. TV from 1989. <laughs> And... Um, I mean, I, I've seen the backwards film gag as far back as like the the Batman se- TV series. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a new thing even then. I think I don't think I've ever seen it used so extensively. But I think exactly. technically, it was quite you... a um, it's quite an achievement because British sitcoms, especially in the eighties and nineties, were all done on actual videotape, and so a lot of the techniques are quite easy on film. Uh, really complicated on videotape. I think it was quite it was quite audacious for them to to do this given their setup. Um and I guess on British T V for a sitcom it was it was a gimmick. It was unusual and people sort of latched onto it. Yeah. It, <laughs> but the I thing mean, is, uh... you know, I've seen gimmick episodes. I, I tend to like gimmick episodes, but mm-hmm. there's got to be something other than the gimmick that is holding the whole thing together. I mean, um, in the Buffy musical episode, it wasn't just they were going around singing and dancing. There were actual character moments going along, and it was moving the plot forward. Um, In episodes that, you know, everyone... Well, well, in in the last episode, where they visit the um, alternate dimension, where they're all female, it's not just... Hey, everyone's girls, and girls are the dominant gender, and you know, well, oh, haha, ha, that's funny. It's they are noticing things about themselves that they haven't realized, and they still don't realize, but it's still enhancing the characters. In this, there's nothing. It's just everything's backwards. Can I? Can I? Can I give a theory? Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. My theory for this episode, because obviously you, you just give, you, uh, yeah, that. Um, <laughs> the bit where, what you, you said there's got to be a plot point. Maybe, right? The main aim of Red Dwarf at this moment, minute in time, now that the crew are dead, is to get Lister back to Earth. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And obviously, at the minute, it's still like the three million miles away. Oh, light years away, whatever it is. Sure, yeah. Sure. And, um, so, the, the writers are like, we'll put him back on Earth, keep him a bit more sane, and then 
do the proper journey. That's my idea. All right, yeah. The, all right. Well, now there were there were five seconds where when Lister first got to this, he's like, "We're on Earth. I'm home." And for a second, it was like, "Okay, yeah, this is meaningful." And then, nope, it's just a gag. And he thinks he's in Belgium because he's not very smart. Bulgaria. Yep. Um, yeah, there. Bulgaria, yeah, Bulgaria, yes, yeah. Bulgaria. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing there was very. L- Go ahead. Oh, I'll just. Um, it's a good point, is that you know any episode that has a gimmick like this needs needs to have something else going for it. I think with this episode, the intentions were just to make it as funny as possible, and I I, I think they succeed. Yeah. Others, you know, might might not. You might not agree, but I think that that this the, the the gimmick is there and it's used to hang off just loads and loads and loads of gags and make it as funny as possible. And I think that's how they were trying to relaunch the show um in, in sort of a populist sort of way for this first episode just um you know nice gimmick loads of gags bring everyone back in and not so much with yeah. the story well they tend to do that with gags. most yeah go ahead Paul. no go on oh, well I'll... i was gonna say i love gags i just need to care about the episode sure and if at the end of this episode, if the episode had not ha- happened, how would the show be... I mean, how would their lives have changed if none of this had ever happened? It has zero impact. Cat has a bit more money. <laughs> well, yeah, money that he can spend on what, exactly? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's a fair point, I think. So, I, I, I don't think this episode is going to win any awards for, you know, being uh, sort of a... A milestone in the story. It's more of a milestone in the production. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so, uh, Paul, what, what were you saying? I've forgotten. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's see. All right. Let's get back to the plot then. Um. All right. So, flabadab blib blah bleeb. Uh, <laughs> new outfits all around. Cat don't care. Uh, I have written here the show has lost all sense of timing. Um, you know, that was a point. I felt like oh. earlier seasons, they were in low budget. A lot of the scenes were just two people in a room together mm-hmm. talking and playing off each other. Mm-hmm. And in this, it's like, it felt a bit rushed at times. Like they were, they would make a joke and then cut the scene really quickly. So they could have and more pop. special effects. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, I mean, I, that was a complaint that I had. Just the timing seemed a little off. Oh, and then we get some very familiar music. Uh, from the Total Wrestling Show podcast <laughs> pops in. Oh, I didn't. Am I right about that, Shane? Uh, no, you're wrong, actually. Or no, no it was, it was our, our theme music from the first season. Yeah, oh, was theme music, okay. actually. I knew I'd heard it somewhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was our theme music that we used before we switched to uh, the awesome acoustic version yes. uh, provided to us. Um, okay. And then Lister starts rapping, and I have he really here, does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I have here. Yay, Cat and Lister are here to make things funny again. And then he starts <laughs> rapping. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just wasn't sold on the gimmick. That's a cool. That's fine. And I know I've made my point, so I'm not going to keep harping on about it. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, I mentioned our theme. I don't think that I've ever mentioned on air. Um, our acoustic uh, 
opening and closing uh, Red Dwarf themes. That comes from Oliver Reed. Uh, you can see on our show notes we usually put a link to his YouTube page. Um, Oliver Reed? Cool guy. Isn't he in Oliver? No, that's Thingy Reed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a cool guy uh, for letting us use his music. So anyway, just uh, we needed to say that on air. I've, I never have, and and I've always uh, I really dig his his guitar work. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, Crichton can drink. Yep. Or and eat an egg. Yes. <clears throat> So I know that that was supposed to be uh, a, a bland thing to do that they would find amazing, but I think it's neat that a an android that they've built can eat and drink. But he stores it into a um, storage facility and empties that out later. <laughs> Just five. That's that's never shown on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I think well, that, that seems well. Hey, why things. not? They were all about showing people harken up food this episode. <laughs> That was half the humor. <laughs> Look, it's coming out of All right, my I've, mouth. I've got to say one thing about the episode, which I would, I, I do find a bit disturbing, mm-hmm. is the woman is sat in the cafe with the yeah. cup of tea, yeah, and she downs it in. Well, if we're going forwards, not backwards, right? She's right. down that cup of tea in one, yeah, and just spill it all over a gob <laughs> and down a top, and I'm thinking. Have some dignity, woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're going to drink tea, don't make... Don't, it's not a challenge. Right, she's stuck, sat facing a wall. It's like she's <laughs> racing someone to drink... It's like, I think she's mentally retarded. Excuse me for using that word, but she must have been. Okay. She's and using it in a clinical fashion. All the way through, keeping eye contact with Rimmer as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on an eating show for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And only one sugar? No. <laughs> How many was it? Was it about three or four? Five? There's only the one, actually. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was more than that. No, it was only the one. Two sugars, actually, she meant three. Um, let's see. Alright, and I have written here again the same old ranting. Uh, I want Rimmer and Lister to talk to each other. The point of the show used to be relationships. Uh, and then they do talk to each other, and Lister's joke about Santa Claus, I grinned, finally. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. That was, uh, I, I, I really liked that part about the. Yeah. I don't want to say the quote. Sure, okay, sure. That's cool. But yeah, other than the Flintstones conversation, I have marked as the other only good scene in the episode (laughs) as that conversation about war and, you know, all of Mm -hmm. the people coming back to life Mm -hmm. and uh, Rimmer just saying, you know, no one dies, everyone just becomes one great unified being. I'm like, okay, you know, this is where they're going to start to reach some sort of pathos maybe no we're back to the gimmicks bar fight or unrumble <laughs> <laughs> which you know was fun if that's all and uh for. i put that lister apparently did a really cool jump off of that table 
that they played in reverse. Yeah. He does all his own stunts. Yep. Yeah. That was good. Right, even even the through the window bit. Mm. Uh, I think so. Wow. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. It's, it's a running joke among the cast that uh, Craig always says, "Hey, I do do all my own stunts." <laughs> he does. <laughs> I swear to God, that's a better scouse action than what he does. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Oh, I want those uh, pink jackets that they were wearing. Those were fabulous. The sparkly oh, pink jackets that Rimmer and uh, Not Crichton was wearing. It's Crichton. Not Crichton. Get used to it. I'm calling him Not Crichton. Shut up. <laughs> Well, I think we'll call him Crichton 2. <laughs> Crichton Light. Crichton 2.0. <laughs> With his confused California accent. I don't know. I'm trying to drive. Whoa. <laughs> what is going on? Dude. It's more uh, Canadian, I think. Ke- Ke- Keanu Reeves as Crichton. <laughs> See, uh, yeah. What use is twentieth-century money to Cat if they're going back to the Red Dwarf? Um, oh, here, here's an, a fun point to overanalyze. Okay. Uh, where did they get these costumes? Because okay, maybe the Holly that they had programmed on the shuttlecraft could program Rimmer with his, mm-hmm. but Crichton still had to have one. As far as I know, they don't have replicators for clothes, and so they would have gotten their costumes somewhere to get into the backwards show. Uh, but wouldn't people realize at some point or another that Rimmer is a hologram, neither eats nor drinks, and is a demon? And, you know... <laughs> oh, I've, got into us. I've got a theory. And considering oh, how sparkly it's a the demon. jackets are, I think it holds up. Uh, the Starbug is one of the places that Cat uh, hides his wardrobe. <gasps> Justified. <laughs> I like it. Yep. I like it. Okay. Let's see. Was there anything else uh, that go back to the ship? Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And it ends. Cat goes into the bushes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that Yes, gag. that oh, actually just, made funny. me laugh. Third yeah. good scene in the episode. <laughs> Which, you know, apparently would not have been an issue for Crichton or Rimmer this whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that whole concept is expanded. I was just saying that whole concept is expanded on at great length in one of the novels. In dis- dis- mm-hmm. disgusting length, let's say. <laughs> Okay, so that that's all the notes. I mean, I end, I end with um, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Oh, cat is funny, and then what the hell? <laughs> now that's not fair because my notes end with I want Holly back and I want them back on the ship. The whole thing was off. No, 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 no. Which I think is is a much fairer assessment. <laughs> Well, you both are just wrong. So. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, that's fine. I mean, 
I get we've we, and we've talked about it. Different people want different things out of the show, and yeah. I guess as as a one off gag, there's there's some funny stuff here. But for a season opener or a, a series opener, I, I I want some plot development besides some of my favorite actors being gone. And and the so. thing is, the thing is, I'm not basing my opinions on other shows that I watch and things that I tend to like about the other yeah. shows that I watch. I'm basing my opinions on series two and the best of series one. Yeah. I am basing yeah, what it on what, what I you've come to like about the show. Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. That's fair True. enough. Mm-hmm. Fine. So, okay. Yeah. All right. It's been it's been a few weeks. What do we do next? Uh, feedback. Uh, can, we, can we before we move on? I just want to Go mention ahead, a couple of, mention a couple of things. Um, we never mentioned seeing Tony Hawks again. Tony Hawks. Oh, we it's Tony Hawks. Sorry. Yes. Was he the the dude, the bar owner, or whatever? Yeah. He was no. the compare. Ah. He was yeah. the um, compare. Yeah. The bar owner was cool. someone different. Arthur Smith. Oh. Yes, that's it. Yes. There was, there was actually something about Arthur Smith, but I know that's from the feedback, so I will mention it then. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, you want to go ahead and do some feedback? Yeah, why not? Cool. Let's pull up the Facebooks. The, all of the feedback. There's a lot of it to just yeah. turn. There is quite a lot. We may have to summarize a bit. You know, I'm kudos to to our fans. They really, apparently, you've missed us. You you have to comment. Uh, let's see. All right, now, I don't know, Shane. Maybe you should vet some of these because some people, when they talk about spoilery, I wasn't sure if they were talking about for this episode or for future episodes. Uh, uh, the spoilery I- thing was talking about dad. Okay, so that's okay. Unless Dad is a different. No, episode. no, no, no. So if it never gets made, then we're cool. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, no. Uh, well, okay. I'll go ahead and read Nick Quinn. Then Nick Quinn says, "All I can say is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Brilliant concept with the comedy executed perfectly, especially the opening scene between Lister and the cat." Classic, unforgettable, and very much quoted quality gag to kick the new series off with. Without spoiling anything too much, the new look for the show is fantastic. Feels more like a working mining ship than a studio set designed to look a little submarine and I know Heath will be pleased with a certain addition to the show. He uh, wasn't. <laughs> I, miss, I miss my old Crichton, man. But uh, we'll, see, we'll see how this new uh, Keanu Crichton works out. <laughs> um, be sure to show he all you need all you, all you need know is a little guitar thing after every time Crichton speaks and you'll be in heaven <laughs> <by him. laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah um show us the alternate only way I can phrase it dressing room scene with Arthur Smith so you'll have to tell us about that in a moment yeah um it's also worth noting the interesting way Doug and Rob chose to explain the changes within the show at the time it aired on TV it would have been impossible to read uh, only once the videos, yes, those things we replaced the DVD with, were uh, released, would anyone have been able to work out what the hell was going on with certain characters and unresolved plot lines. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, the, it was a funny gag that they ran the script too fast for people to read, but if you had to read the script to know why two characters were played by different actors, 
That may be kind of important, you know? Yeah. So, or, or why the kids weren't around. Yep. Okay, I'll read Paul Hadsley's. Uh, I hope the episode still hold, stands up to new viewers, despite it not being quite as original a trip these days. I think everyone has done something like this now, but back when it first aired, it was truly revolutionary. And for me, Series 3 was where the series is... Uh, through its growing pains and really kicks into gear. New intro, female Holly, Crichton, Starbuck, new costumes, new sets. Oh, it's really firing on all cylinders now. Also, I was quite young when I watched it, and Crichton's techno-nervous freak-out when waiting for his driving test used to give me nightmares. Um, and I'm not going to do that sound effect. Uh, still, a great episode, one of the best, and a fan favorite, I think. Oh, wish they had spent more time on Backwards Earth, though. So much could have been done with the concept. Only criticism, even Backwards Logic, doesn't help. The Crichton and Rimmer chain of events makes sense. In Backwards World, they arrive at the pub, have a fight, then get hired with the weird Backwards show. Then they do the show for a while before mysteriously disappearing. <laughs> Far way around, they arrive, get hired, go to the shows, get fired, have a fight. Uh, hurts thinking about sometimes. Maybe I should stop. LOL. Uh, I'd give it the first ten reverse muggings out of ten of the show so far. I'll do you and this. Uh, despite the numerous continuity errors, this is a really good episode. What food, if any, would we eat backwards? Hmm. Tea. I've got some food that I would uneat. Food that I wish I'd mm. never eaten. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously that I hate. Sardines. I can't stand them. Uh, mackerel sushi was awful. I like sushi, but mackerel sushi was bad. Cabbage. Once I went to a really fancy restaurant and tried caribou, and it was so gamey it was just unedible for me. Yeah. And I like venison. Just caribou was horrific. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know we'll do Paul Hadley's next one. Okay. Ew, now I'm thinking of that South Park episode where Cartman proves if you stick food up your butt, you poop it out your mouth. Let's not do this. Lol. <laughs> Lol. Okay, who wants to do Sam's? I will. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, backwards was really where the show hit its stride and established the format going forward. <sighs> Sam, you're, you're <laughs> Angela um, did not like that uh, that line. Oh, I heard the sigh. That for <gasps> for that series and beyond, <laughs> get used to the new ship to surface vehicle Starbug. Okay, oh. it's going to be around for a while. Yeah, uh, the dropping of the hanging plot points from the previous series by putting the results in the scroller works to the show's advantage. The first episode was, and it cuts off. It goes to the next. And it says, yeah, from here, things get a little spoilery. The first episode was supposed to be called Dad, Unfinished Script, blah, 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 Body Snatcher, Extras, Backwards, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Reintroducing Crichton was a good move, uh, too, done initially so that it would be more plausible for Lister to develop, deliver his two children safely, as Rimmer can't touch anything. Well, they had the Scudders. Um, Cat is selfish, and the Scudders, I wouldn't trust them to open a can of beans. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, Backwards is a great episode, and did the whole backwards footage before anyone else did. Uh, in the UK. By the woman in the UK. Who, sang the, who sang the theme tune in the cafe eating the eclair. Oh, cool. 
Mm. Nice. <coughs> oh, and Madeline Eaton says, Reva Dexronitzeb. That was great. Very impressive. That was really good. Hey, I speak backwards better than I do Scouse. I will do, Jiz. Comment. Really looking forward to hearing our Budskis, Heath, and Angela's reaction to the massive changes seen here. <laughs> Amazing work by production designer Mel Bibby and also costume designer Howard Burden. Not a fan of R- Rimmer's Captain Scarlet uniform, but it did denote him as quite formal and distinct as the hologram. Backwards was quite an ambitious episode, and I'm glad they didn't like the technicalities of everything going backwards, or the hologram being Opera Dwarf and Starbug getting in the way of the pilot and them jerks. I love the are you Bulgarian humour and Lister and the cat being a smart party. From watching this, the crew retain their memories, but their bodies get younger. If they holidayed here, they'd effectively be immortal. This time in reverse gives the idea that everything is predetermined. There's no actual free will, as every person will do what they are supposed to do before they get unborn. Crazy, eh? Anyway, a very fun episode. Into the new beginnings of a bright, beautiful, colourful era of Red I, I added beautiful there. Era of Red Dwarf. Razor Pine of Airskip. Cool. 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 Owl dresses. Okay. Uh, yep, same as Jay. Very ambitious. And even though you're watching carefully, you can see that most of the sequences aren't really in correct order for a backwards universe. They did the best they could without making it confusing for the reader. It was backwards enough, shall we say. And uh, speaking of feedback, you know, we always like to give a little bit of feedback to our supporters and uh, throw in a word from one of our sponsors. So uh, let's have a listen to this. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, this is Andy and Dan from Total Wrestling Show. Are you enjoying the programming right now? It's been a great show, and if you're enjoying this, don't forget to tune in every Sunday, 6pm GMT, for Total Wrestling Show Live. And if you want to be part of the most interactive Facebook group in the wrestling world ever, go to facebook.com forward slash TWS Live, or you can tweet us at TWS Mate. And don't forget, if you can't join us live every Sunday at 6pm at TotalWrestlingShow.com, you can always check us out on podcast, and that is off the iTunes feed. And while you're there, leave us a review. Exactly. So if you want to have the latest news, the latest reviews, the latest competitions, and the latest superstar interviews, join us for Total Wrestling Show Live, the UK's number one in pro wrestling interactive talk. And we are back, and now it is time for ratings. Hey, I have, uh, but I know what Angela's going to rate. Um, <laughs> so, uh, why don't we start with Jonathan? You are a guest. Uh, what do you rate this episode? Uh, I would rate this uh, eight orange whirly things in space out of ten. Um, I think mm. it's not without its problems, but the gag rate is really, really high. They all hit for me. Um I think technically it's a brilliant episode. The, the, the backwards technique, I think, is astonishing. Um, and yeah, it holds um, it holds the start of a very, very good season. I won't say you know <laughs> anything beyond that, but yes, it, it's it, it's a significant episode. Okay, 
Uh, Shane, what do you say? Uh, I'd like it too. It's really starting to hit the stride for at least for me. Um, so I will rate it. I'm going to rate it eight and a half. Earn rumbles. What? Earn rumbles. Earn <laughs> rumbles. Yeah. Oh right, okay, I get you now. I didn't hear it very well. That's all. That's cool. it's super. Right. Are we going to go with the uh, downside now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't you go ahead and rate it, Paul? I'm not going to give it a downside. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I I really enjoyed the episode because I have a sense of humour. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't you even? <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Oh, I just found something amazing that I'm going to tell you. Okay. So go ahead. Right. But next week, it's Angela versus Paul. <laughs> to the death. <laughs> oh, so it must be war between us. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it a seven and a half air skips out of ten. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I will go ahead and rate then and give Angela more time to think of horrible things to say. Um, I, it's tough to say because I'm trying not to judge it too harshly. I get that they were doing a one note comedy gag. Um, that being said, I really wanted more from the season opener. I wanted more of what we were, the good stuff that was working for me in season two and that's all gone for the moment. So, I'm going to give it three sexy Wilma Flintstones out of ten. Right. Sweetie. I do not apologize for my (laughs) low, low opinion of this episode. Um, Yeah, it's like they looked at series two, which was getting better and better and really, really good, and said, ah, oh, screw that. You know, we, we just need to make it funny. We don't care about the characters. They're just mouthpieces for whatever joke or gimmick that we want to put forth. Uh, it could have been anyone saying these lines. The fact that these characters with specific personalities were saying these lines made no difference could have been thing one and thing two and thing three and thing four and you know they didn't establish the characters even if they were introducing new people new people watching this episode would have no idea what these characters were about so basing all on that I will say there were some funny moments there was like three good moments that I counted, which saves it from getting a zero. Um, and, you know, I do enjoy the technical effects that were groundbreaking for the BBC at the time. <clears throat> so I give it one and a half oh. out of ten dingleberry oh. breaths. Ouch. Oh, that's <laughs> Okay. During the course of this, I was trying to look up and see... Um, how often or how early this reverse film technique was used. Didn't find that just yet. But what I did find, thanks to good old TVTropes.org, apparently if you reverse the pub owner's rant in this episode when he's telling Crichton and Rimmer that they're fired, they criticize the one prat in the country who's bothered to get hold of this recording, turn it around, and actually work out the rubbish that I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've got that all written down here if you're interested. Yeah, please oh, do, actually. I've got it here, but you're more than welcome to. We can't research these things because we're newbies and we'll get spoiled. So so tell us the goodies. Um, hey, and were there any that's other what, good ones? Uh, that's what... Uh, just trying to find it now. That's what Nick was referring to in his feedback, I should point out. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that, that was good. <laughs> that was just Arthur Smith um, riffing, basically. Just... just um, he was just told, come in, have a rant, walk out again. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Kind of like, oh, if, you, if you've if you never seen it, um, in uh, the Doctor Who episode Blink... Mm-hmm. No, wait, hang on. I'm, I'm thinking of two different things. Um, I'm, okay. In the one with uh, Smith and Jones, I guess it is, but uh, David Tennant has to record this long, long tape that they're going to fast forward through. And so he just starts talking about all this crazy stuff while keeping his intense, serious look going on, talking about his favorite concert that he went to. <laughs> he was like, you know, also, don't ever let me eat a pear. The last thing I want to do is is realize that I've eaten a pear and have that taste in my mouth. And just, he's so hilarious. So if you're a Doctor Who fan or have never looked that up, that's a good one. I've okay, because that. of that one rant about the one Pratt who would... Uh, figure out how it was. That's four good moments, so it's up to two dingleberry breads. <laughs> two dingleberry. That's worth half a dingleberry bread. <laughs> that wow. is worth awesome. half a dingleberry bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dingleberry breaths going on the cheap in this market. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's what we thought about the episode. If you want to tell us what you think, either about a a Red Dwarf episode or about us hating on your favorite backwards episode of Red Dwarf ever, uh, give us a shout out. You can get to us on the Facebooks, our uh, Red Dwarf intro cast group. Um, Hey, you know, if you try to get in, we will let you in. We have never denied anyone. And we are up to 46 members. We are getting almost to 50. Not to 50. Yes, 50. (laughs) Uh, and that'll be cool. We would love to have 50 members of our Facebook group. Um, the other ways to get in touch with us, you can uh, send us an email at uh, thereddwarfpodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, send us a Twitter at... Twitter.com slash reddwarfintro. And you can yes. uh, leave us a review on iTunes and give us a whatever rating you'd like, preferably five stars. Hey, give us like five or six stars and, yeah. and let people know. Yeah, you hack iTunes. Well, if you only give, it, way to give, if you only give star, it four you stars for this episode, then I completely understand. <laughs> hey, if they're going to knock off a star, it's going to be for the, the singing at the start of the last episode, pal. Uh, I enjoyed that. That was ten stars. <laughs> oh, my. What, what was that, Jonathan? That was worth ten stars, that singing. <laughs> <laughs> No, right. no, what um, I found funny about that singing is the fact that Heath is proper going for it. He's giving it is good. And then Shane's out, Shane's in the background. For the first time. <laughs> <laughs> if, you watch, if you watch the episode. Uh, I know, but at least they actually put some effort into it, even though they looked very uncomfortable <laughs> doing it. But I couldn't exactly look uncomfortable doing it, could I? You could sound it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't have to sing. Yay! It's all right. We'll let you sing next time. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> 
So, um, now it's time for quotes. Yeah. Uh, I don't have many quotes from this episode. I do, so, I do. Uh, let's see. Jonathan, you are a guest. Guests get to go first, Ooh. so hit it. Okay, I've got loads. Um, <laughs> okay, um, engage autopilot. Autopilot engaged. Well, I say autopilot. It's not really autopilot, is it? It's me, it's Muggins here who has to do it. <laughs> a little bit of computer um, yeah. bitterness there. Uh, you sounded like actual Holly instead of Hilly Holly, and that makes me sad. you got to put your bitterness aside, because Red Dwarf... I know, I know, and I, it's not that I dislike her, I just really hate to lose a character, or an actor that I've been very fond of. Yeah. So. Okay. Alright. Shin, you want to go next? Okay, I'll go next. We ain't gonna find them. They're gone, buddy. Look on the bright side. They're gone, buddy! (laughs) (laughs) I was actually gonna do that one. Um... I'll go. Okay. You have... Hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have a favourite quote from this episode which you rated 2 out of 10? I do remember four good moments from this episode. (laughs) This is from one of the good moments. Alright. Uh... Well, I would go with Betty, but I'd be thinking of Wilma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. My quote was "Flubberda blib blub bleeb." <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I would. I I would go with mine. There's something wrong with the gearbox. The thing is, I learned to fly in Starbucks too. I'm not used to controls in Starbucks one. You're exactly the same. Yes, that's a problem. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> I guess. Oh, let's see. I don't have the exact quote. Um, but in this universe, St. Francis of Assisi is a petty-minded little sadist who maims small animals, and Santa Claus is a big guy who sneaks down chimneys and steals all the kids' favorite toys. <laughs> I like the bit afterwards when you... Um... Oh, no, I've got another quote. Go ahead. Let me just, let me just oh, find it. it. Okay. Um, uh, I, I didn't write that one down word for word. I'm sorry. Well, if you're looking for it, I'll do my last one. If it's mine that I'm looking for, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> please do, please do. You got you must have very, very long arms. Um, what jobs are there in the backward reality oh, for dead hologram? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll start that again. What jobs are there for back in a backward reality for a dead hologram and an android with a head shaped like a novelty condom? <laughs> oh, right, that's alright. That's totally alright. It's not my quote. Um, <laughs> so, we're just going back to hitting just Angela. It's all good <laughs> shit. Uh, my, <laughs> now my quote is, oh, it's an advert. Roll off the odor and keeps you wet and smelly for 24 hours. Nice. Yes. All right. Anything else? Uh, I've got another one. Okay. Go oh, ahead. Hit it. My my favorite line, I think, from the, the the episode: "Stopping distances. You're traveling half the speed of light. What is the stopping distance? Uh, four year, three months, and the thinking time? A fortnight. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that is a good one. Nice. Fortnight is just a funny word. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a good choice of it comedy is. words, definitely. Mm. Okay, well, this has been fun, and, you know, uh, actually, it's sort of refreshing, because Angela has, and uh, we've never really gotten to hate on an episode, because it's always been, well, it's first season, or, well, this kind of worked, but overall, we didn't, didn't it's not our thing. This one, we just out and out disliked, yep. and I think Angela hated with the fury of a thousand suns. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, but, but we'll see where, the ser- where this series goes, and I'm, I'm hoping that they'll get back to some some character mm-hmm. stuff because it's it's really the characters that we've come to like and anyway uh so uh Jonathan thank you again for joining yeah, us it's been a pleasure and yeah uh, boy it is it has been a hoot mm-hmm. and uh thank you for not suing us when we accidentally <laughs> stole your podcast name um is there anything else that you'd like to uh, give a shout out to uh, besides uh, Ganymede and Titan um uh yes um well, I'm also uh, part of the official Red Dwarf fan club and we're currently um Organizing next year's uh, Red Dwarf convention in Birmingham. Cool. Uh, it's nice. in uh, early May, so if you're interested in going along to that, we've got all the main cast so far. A lot of Red Dwarf tens cast. Uh, it's at uh, dimensionjump.info, and that would be wonderful. I'd like to see you there, and maybe one year you could come, Heath and Angela. A couple, <laughs> couple of years down the line, some once you've distant seen everything. day. You know, we would love we would love to make it across the pond for any reason, frankly. Um, so maybe that will be at some year or another. Um, you could do a panel. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and then we can get to talking about this episode, and yeah. we can get uh, free vegetables after they're hurled at Angela. Why Heath and Angela so. hate Red Dwarf? <laughs> no, it's not. It won't be that. Why Angela hates backwards? <laughs> well, we never it. know. We never know what might happen. <laughs> well, she could have tomatoes ready and throw them at the crowd <laughs> <laughs> because that would be backwards or throw them at the cast <laughs> oh wow alright um, thank you again once again for joining us thank you listeners uh, for putting up with us for yet another hour of your life hour and ten it looks like um, and we will see you next week Shane what is our homework for next week next week is an episode called Marooned Marooned. Okay. So, oh yeah, oh, we have to talk about the guesses, don't we? So we had, I had guessed that the whole pregnancy thing was a sham. Well, I guess it was, but it wasn't. Um, they figured out a way to make it into a sham, but uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, we were kind of off on that. So marooned. Uh, well, I mean, the obvious meaning would be that they get stuck somewhere and can't get away. I choose to believe, however, that they're going to paint the whole ship uh, maroon, <laughs> which would be nice. Being a fan of, of Mississippi State, uh, our, our uh, undergrad alma mater, uh, with its colors maroon and white. Oh, new new show title, Maroon Dwarf. <gasps> maroon Dwarf. Yes. Worth, I want to see Maroon Dwarf. That's in your ring, Angela. <laughs> well. You know, but the thing about Maroon Dwarf, it's a lot like Red Dwarf, but a bit darker. All right. Shane, well, I believe uh, Shane has something has... else to say as well. Yeah. I certainly do. Um, <clears throat> what? Just want to talk quickly talk about uh, the Christmas episode that we'll be, we'll be doing. Um, yay. yay! I know it's only October. And Christmas is over two months away. But well, they've already got the Christmas uh, decorations out anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be running a poll on the f- Facebook group. 
And you're more than welcome to email in and Twitter your choices to us as well. But what we've done, we've we've picked and four... a- a- avoid the multiple voting, just one vote per fan, please. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, we've picked f- four TV shows, each one starring a different actor from Red Dwarf. Yes, Firefly, no. Star Trek, <laughs> no. Futurama. <laughs> We've picked um, the British Empire for f- Chris Barry, who plays Rimmer. Yay! We've yeah. picked. Oh, I, I'm just like, yay! I have no idea what this is. <laughs> yay! Not a clue. We, We've a clue. picked an episode of Bottom. That Robert Llewellyn was in. He plays Crichton. Oh, please tell me you're doing Coronation Street for Craig Charles. That is uh, Crichton 2.0, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Crichton yeah, 2.0, right. yeah. Uh, we have picked an episode of Maid Marian and Her Merry Men for the, uh, for, um, that the Jenny, Jenny, that Denny John Jewell stars in. He plays Cat. Alright. And we've also picked my personal favourite. Um, no swaying of the boats there. My <laughs> personal favourite here. <laughs> says the guy who clapped loudly after the first choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm just applauding every choice. There we go, that was the last two. Thank you. Um, Ghostwatch, which stars Craig Charles, the person who plays Zister. Ghostwatch, really? Yeah. Not Robot Wars? No. I think that's an excellent choice. Okay. <laughs> so, you, you uh, fans will probably know more about these shows than we do, being uh, sadly a continent away from these awesome examples of television. Uh, so, you know, let us know uh, what you would like us to review, and, and we will uh, we will give it our best shot come Christmas time. Are we allowed uh, to... Before Santa Claus comes and steals all of our favorite toys. Are we allowed to um, vote ourselves? Of course you are. Good. Sure. One vote. One vote per person, please, though. Well, what if you do it on the page, you can actually do it as a poll, and then you can only have the one one choice. You know, that's, a I, I, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the plan, but if people email in as well, that could count as two choices. Yeah. You know, so... Why don't, you know, why, why don't we stick to Facebook? Okay, just... Yeah. And and if you know that way, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, you can join the Facebook group because we want everyone to, to be part of the conversation. Okay. That works. And and yeah, that works. Cast a vote. Uh, and yeah, that way we can make it a, a proper poll. That's that's cool. All right. Well, uh, I suppose that's it then. Thank you once again for listening, and we will see you next week when the ship gets painted maroon. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.